0: What's going on, guys? It's Taste Trophy Kids. We got an awesome show for you. We're talking about the start of the XFL, a little NFL news, a little NBA talk, and wrapping it up with a recap of the UFC. So let's go! <laughs> and welcome to Trophy Kids, presented by Bad News Media. It is February twelfth. How are you doing today, good sir?
1: I'm good. Um, what are we gonna talk about? <laughs> that's a good question
0: <laughs> we are in the dark ages officially it's that weird time of year where march madness hasn't really picked up slash conference tournaments the nba's heading into the all-star break so it's kind of that lull period you don't have the nfl you do have the xfl which i did watch this weekend um yeah it's just a weird baseball is dominating the storylines which we'll get to here in a moment but anytime baseball gets its head ugly head up <laughs> during the offseason before spring training yeah. something's gone wrong in the sports world but yeah did you watch the xfl this weekend
1: i watched very little bit had a relatively busy weekend um i do know cardale jones was lighting it up um he was. and uh former odu uh minnesota viking carolina panther quarterback taylor heineke got a w um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. yeah 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 um so I was, I was good to see so yeah i was good happy to see that
0: I watched it. It wasn't bad. I thought it was definitely better than the AAF, from what mm-hmm. I remember. From
1: what last I saw, year. yeah.
0: Yeah, I thought it was really smart of like the DC team. It looked like they were playing in the soccer stadium. I don't know yes. if that was you Field. Yeah. Yep. That was, I think, super smart as opposed to the New York team, which was playing in MetLife, which was just yeah. like this is a terrible look. Even yeah. though there was something like I think seventeen thousand or something there, which not bad for some yeah. low level football. Um, I'm not gonna lie. It was. I thought it was good. I don't know if it's going to survive, which I guess should be the question, yeah. but I liked the kickoff rules. I liked mm-hmm. being able to go for three. That was, I love that rule. That yes. adds a little spin to it. Um, I like the running clock for this. I wouldn't, I don't think I would like it in the NFL. Um, I did not do the, I don't know if you saw this. It was so aggressive. The sideline reporters just having. Oh them. my God. <laughs> it's like, kid misses a kick immediately. How do you feel after missing that? <laughs> <laughs> Not did. <laughs> what went wrong there? Well <laughs> that was super aggressive. I have to figure that out because it was just like, holy shit. Um, I think an f- bomb got dropped at one point, which they're obviously the, there's no delay. So then they just delayed, like you know the guy just freaked out in the trail, like, fuck, hit like the mute button and then you didn't hear the rest of what the guy said. So uh, yeah, it was interesting.
1: Yeah, it was weird. Um, I thought it was funny. It was very aggressive. Um, I agree. I don't know if it's going to survive. I I hope it does. It it was was better quality football than the AAF, but it's tough because, you know, pretty soon they're going to have some very stiff competition on these weekends. You know, you've got conference tournaments, conference championships in basketball, followed by March madness weekends. I mean, it's going to be hard. And then I don't know if it, I'm not sure if the season goes into the masters, but I think it does. So they're going to be competing with the masters. So it's going to be really tough. However, I did see a lot of these XFL games, we're getting bigger shares in all the NBA games. So I'm just like, it's football.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's true. The ratings always – and that happened with the AAF week one. I think because yeah. the quality's better, it's going to continue to be that way. It's the age-old thing. Like, are you going to tune into that when you have – exactly as you said. You're going to have yeah. college basketball championships come or tournaments coming up. You're going to have March Madness. You'll run – it'll bleed into the Masters. You're going to have NBA. Which steps up after the All Star Game because start, stuff yeah. starts to get a little bit more serious, at least from the quality of play night tonight. NHL will start to really pick up here, I think. So it's that thing where it's like, are you going to? Because when the NFL and college football is going on, you dic- at least on my end, I dictate my weekend almost around it. Like, okay, yeah. what's the big game? I'm going to do this. I don't. That's that's the hard part. Um, but it was in, I think there are things we're going to see in the NFL. Like I can see that kickoff rule not next year or the year after that, but I think that will bleed in eventually. There are some things that will bleed in. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if any league can survive without the NFL coming in and making it like a minor league system. Like without the NFL, which Vince McMahon would never do, I don't think you could ever have a league survive more than a two or three seasons maybe at that yeah <laughs> if- tough i mean i
1: would say if they get to a third season then i would consider it almost a success yeah. um it does help having you know vince mcmahon's fortune backing it up um oliver luck being very, like the head of the league i think oliver luck's a very smart guy that helps um but like you said it, it's tough i mean it, i could see this league kind of like being the af i think it's better than the af but it kind of did run its course after a while and we were, and people were just kind of like, eh, this is, this is okay. Um, but but we'll see. It's kind of interesting. I will say I, I wish that I had used my head and got into gambling in the XFL and just thought that these teams are not going to score any points and just hit every under. I didn't do that. I think they're going to adjust this, this weekend. And some of the over unders are going to be really low. And then I'm going to be like, I can't take an under. And so, yeah, I'm a little upset that I missed that opportunity.
0: I took it every under, because I remember the AAF opening weekend, and I was like, I'm taking the under. Yeah, um, yeah. it was – that was fun. I think – I don't know if this would actually work or not, but I feel like they would be better – maybe not playing these games super late at night, but airing them super late at night, like during bar time. Because, like, yeah. that's one of the biggest things. Like, when you go out – it depends on where you're going out, but, like, if I go to just, like, a chill bar – and there's nothing on to watch. Eventually, it gets to like midnight. I'm like, all right, I've run out of things to talk about, which is probably an indictment on me. But I'm just like, <laughs> I want to watch something on the TV in the background, or just have something Agreed. that I can catch my eye on. And having that, we get the, the NBA. So the NBA plays late, but I think having more teams on like the West Coast and playing super late would have been much more beneficial for the XFL because they're, you're not gonna turn unless you have multiple TVs. I can't. If you have one TV, I can't imagine you're gonna choose that over high-profile basketball, hockey games. As the seasons, as those seasons progress, which is the ultimate problem, as well as they're not playing in towns like I think what would work is if you if the NFL wanted to create like a minor league system and have it in this offseason and put these teams in places where there aren't NFL teams like Alabama or things like that. And you just bleed the you have the guys kind of bleed over that maybe didn't get drafted or were drafted really late or developing quarterback talent from these local area schools. That, I think, would have a better success of winning. But, yeah, I'm with you. If it goes three seasons, which it will definitely go one because they have the financial backing. Yeah. If it goes three, that's definitely a
1: success. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, One other thing, and I know they kind of tried to stay away from this, is they could. there are some higher-profile players out there that they could probably try to bring in. Um, I mean, not Johnny Manziel comes to mind. I don't really know what the hell is going on with Johnny Manziel in his life right now. I I have no idea. (laughs) Um, Someone brought this up, and... I think the logistics of it and doing it, it's just too difficult, but what if they brought in Trevor Lawrence for one year? Oh. <laughs> that would be kind of sick. Yeah. I don't think we'd do it. And I just think it'd be kind of a nightmare trying to do it, over, like pay him $2 million, just come play one season. It'd be kind of yeah. cool, but I, I just think it's it's probably too difficult to actually do that.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think the logistics as well as I don't know if he would bite for the idea that that's going to be better developmentally for him right. than Clemson
1: necessarily. He might be throwing the better studs at Clemson. Also.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, and getting better tape. I will say for guys that are struggling like Cardell Jones, who are like kind of football young, who haven't played a lot of games, yeah. I do love the fact that the coaches, their mics don't turn off because that will help a guy who maybe is having a hard time adjusting to the speed of the game and reading defenses and stuff actually make the right reads, which will then help them when they get an offer to go play and try out in a training camp or something like from a developmental standpoint on the quarterback side, I think what they're doing there is really good for these guys who like, if you're a quarterback or a position player that isn't ready to really make the NFL jump going here, having kind of the the coach and the headset all the way, all the way through, I think is what they can do. Like it doesn't cut off Mm -hmm. kind of giving you adjustments is sort of like a, it's a hooked on phonics for learning football, essentially like that is, that's essentially what you're doing there, which I liked. I
1: like that too, and to be honest, I don't know if it'll happen, but I wouldn't hate if the NFL adopted
0: that rule. God, could you imagine some of these quarterbacks if they got that help? (laughs) It'd be pretty
1: cool. I mean, I know like Sean McVay tries to run really fast offense. I don't know what it is in the NFL. Like, I think they cut off after like at sixteen on the play clock or something. something And I know Sean McVay like he tries to get Goff up there with like twenty four, and he starts. He talks to him until then. I think it'd be kind of cool. Coaches would have more of an impact, but. At the same time, you know, I mean, these guys are pros and you kind of want them to just play the game. Um, But I I wouldn't hate if the NFL adopted that.
0: I don't think it would make uh, for like the top guys. They wouldn't really need it or I don't think they would. Uh, Oh,
1: They probably wouldn't want
0: it. Yeah, they'd get super annoyed, but it would definitely help with the bottom end of quarterback play and making the league more competitive from that standpoint. I think 110 percent, especially rookies and sophomore players like two-year, three-year guys, like oh, that yeah. would help. Could you imagine if Baker had that from – well, Freddie Kitchens is oh, an yeah. idiot, so that probably would throw him back. Probably but. would throw him off. Three <laughs> really could have used it. <laughs> yes, that was going to be my, like, literally next. I was like, Haskins yeah. is probably a better example. And with Ron Rivera back there or the, or the quarterback coach or OC, whoever you want it, that would be huge for them.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely.
0: Uh, which I guess is a good subject because I don't want to stay on this forever. There was some news in the NFL, and we're going to get to the other sports here, but there was – some things that I, I want to throw your way that you may have missed on the radar here. Ian Rappaport is reporting about Tom Brady and the Patriots situation. Robert Kratz apparently going to like, we're on that seven-year bump right now. We're having trouble. <laughs> a little seven-year scaries. Let's take a break. See, see what we can find out yeah. in the world. He's doing the, why don't you test free agency? See what's out there. Bill Belichick can test free agency. See what kind of quarterback he can drum up. Because I know at the end of the day, you're going to realize we're meant to be and find our way back to each other type of shit. And I don't know about you. I don't think that's the best strategy going into this.
1: I don't like that strategy whatsoever. I don't really know what Bob Craft's doing, honestly. I kind of think Bob Craft might be a little overrated. Um, yeah. I really do. I, I, he's a He's a fine owner, and he has a lot of success. But that seems like a kind of a... Silly move in my opinion, because I mean, maybe they will find some place that they like better.
0: Yeah, I mean, like Bill Belichick isn't leaving, but he might find a quarterback at a cheaper price that he likes better. Right. I'm more concerned if you want, like he, he obviously wants um, Brady. Yes. Robert Kraft, not Bill Belichick necessarily. Yeah. Here's the problem though. There's a lot of teams. We're, it probably makes the Patriots are always win now ready because of Bill Belichick and what he does from a preparation standpoint, getting the team ready. But there are a lot there are a lot of teams out there that are built to win now and support Brady better than the Patriots. Yeah. Right off the bat, Tennessee Titans, Chargers, who we'll talk about your team, day. my team, <laughs> and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, yes, and the 49ers if they decide to opt out of Jimmy Garoppolo's contract. All of those teams are better. Yeah. I was gonna say my Bucks make the most logical sense if he wants people to to throw to and just have unlimited weapons. But if he wants like a run game where he doesn't have to throw as much to keep his arm a little bit in better shape, Tennessee jumps off at the board right off the board on you. The 49ers, if they decide to get out of Garoppolo's contract because they have April Chargers, like depending on what he wants, there are a lot of teams that are definitely better fitted with good coaching situations and good front offices. Yeah. That kind of make more sense than the Patriots at this moment.
1: <laughs> I agree. I mean, Tom's probably thinking, I mean, who knows what Tom's actually thinking, but 2-3 years max, uh those three teams you just named great weapons. Um I mean, you're you're kind of lacking a running back, but yeah. You, you're yeah. always lacking a running back pretty much. <laughs> um, I mean, great defenses. I and yeah, all, all three teams that you named have awesome weapons, awesome defensive lines. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. they're they're ready to win now and i mean probably more so than new england is
0: yeah because new england don't get me wrong is good oh, but yeah. they're sort of hanging on by a thread where all these teams really all they need is a quarter like a, a very stable quarterback in all these teams if you put him on any one of those rosters i'd have to imagine they would jump to the front of the line of super bowl favorites up with like the chiefs and 49ers <laughs> if he doesn't obviously not going to 49ers, but like all those teams have become betting favorites because they're all prime. Like the bucks, great run, best run defense in the league. Yeah. ish, shitty ish, <laughs> not great pass defense, but that can be solved in the draft. Great wide receiver options, great throwing options, not best running back. All the other teams, great running backs, decent throwing options. Like none of those teams have yeah. holes at wide receiver. They all have guys that can very much play as we saw with the 49ers. AJ Brown, um, on the Titans is developing great. Uh, Chargers have got their situation good. So it all yeah. makes sense. He's also a California kid. Mike Florio, I think, is the one who threw this out there. What if we see this, though? The 49ers, and this kind of makes, the more I talk myself into it, the more this seems like this is potentially able to happen if they have, like, a gentleman's agreement. Tom Brady was obviously grew up a 49ers fan, Joe Montana fan, from the area, loves it. The 49ers can get out of Garoppolo's contract, I think, by, like, April 16th and oh no, guaranteed. What if they just do a swap again, essentially? Tom Brady goes with the 49ers. Shanahan got the guy that he can trust. Bill Belichick gets the guy that he believed was going to replace Garoppolo, but he basically loaned them, loaned him to them for a couple years. It's not the craziest idea I've heard.
1: That's not crazy at all. Um, I mean, it would all make sense. Like you said, he's a California guy. Um I mean, could you imagine Tom Brady having George Kittle? Come on.
0: I, I mean... <laughs> He's going to have a tight end that plays very similar to Gronk, loves to block, gets downfield, as a monster. He's going to have a brilliant young coach who, yeah. you know, Tom Brady's clutchness might e- equal out his shittiness in the fourth quarter and make yeah. him kind of elevate that game. He's got a good defense. He's got a great run game so that he doesn't – run game. He, he knows he doesn't have to throw the ball a ton and put a lot more wear on his shoulder and arm. I mean – It sort of makes the most, and there's a lot of teams that make a lot of sense, but I don't think that's the craziest idea out there.
1: I'm with you. I I don't at all.
0: Now, with that, I think we also sort of briefly touched on, at least I mentioned it. Philip Rivers, he's not retiring, which I may have let slip that he was retiring. He's not retiring, but he is no longer going to be a Chargers on the Chargers. It's kind of sad. I have a hard time imagining Philip Rivers with any other team. I don't know who's going to sign him because his Maybe arm not. is clearly going. He's basically a yeah. shop-put style now in the NFL. But I can't imagine him in another jersey.
1: I can't either, really. Um, and I'm slightly concerned he might go to your team. Um,
0: I am as well. <laughs> I, would,
1: I wouldn't want him at all. Um, I think Philip Rivers is a great quarterback, but I think he's very much over the hill. Um yeah, I can't see him in another jersey either. Uh, it would be weird because he's such a little maniac. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm just so <laughs> used to seeing him in his, you know, with with the bolt on the side of his head, just looking all angry, going um,
0: insane, yeah, just
1: being a nutcase. Um, uh, I don't know. I I would personally stay far away from him, but someone I will probably too. take a look at him.
0: Somebody will for sure bite on him. I would much rather have almost any other quarterback that's going to be. Available. I'd rather. Janus. Yeah, I would rather have Jameis, Teddy Bridgewater. I'd rather have. I would rather have Marcus Mariota. I would rather sign him yeah. than sign Philip Rivers. At um, this point, yeah. At this point in his career, that's not to say Philip Rivers has had a phenomenal career. He's going to go to the NFL. He's going to go down as, outside of Dan Marino, probably the best quarterback to ever win a. Well, maybe not. The, ah, he might be. He might be yeah. the best quarterback to never win a Super Bowl up there with like Dan Marino. <laughs> He's in the yeah. conversation.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, I can't really think of anyone else.
0: Yeah, like he has been phenomenal. That two thousand four class too, by the way, was something else. You had yeah. Eli, Ben Rothersberger Philip Rivers. He wasn't oh, yeah. phenomenal, but Matt Schaub hung around the league for years. I mean, how many times been the league
1: in the past year? Yeah. He's, he's still, still, still- in the no one like people always forget he still is <laughs>
0: <laughs> It's true. He had he had the lead job down in Houston for a while. Like yeah that was a hell of a class and we're talking about him sort of as he's retiring, but I just I can't imagine. This is one of those times where it's like, dude, it's it's time to hang it up. The body yeah. is clearly going. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The only quarterback that I can think of that doesn't have a ring that is up there, but I don't think he's as good as Rivers would be. Donovan
0: McNabb. Yeah. Donovan but I
1: still probably take Rivers over McNabb.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, if you give me one guy in his prime, I'm probably going Rivers over yeah. McNabb. Same. Because yeah, it. Yeah. It's a shame. I always wanted him to get one. I still laugh at like remembering him and Jay Cutler going at it and like. Oh like, yeah. Fiery Philip Rivers, like I wanted him to win one so bad back in those Schottenheimer days. Also, oh, yeah. talk about the Chargers really blowing something. They had both Drew Brees and Philip Rivers and never won a Super Bowl, back to back yeah. too.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, they've been set at quarterback for twenty plus years.
0: Yeah, rough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> moving on, we have some actual storylines to talk about. The one we'll just get this one right out of the way, but it's blowing up. Baseball has found a way to be relevant without their season going on between the Mookie Betts trade. Which is the dumbest thing the Red Sox have done? I'm starting to hear rumors though that they're that they're doing this and offloading some things to eventually sign him in a free agency next year. I think that's so sh- that's a dumb, dumb idea. But uh, whatever, it's gonna kill me to see him as a Dodger. Um, the Dodgers basically just get all of our leftovers. Well, he's not leftover because he's way in his prime right now and the best so, baseball player.
1: <laughs> wait a minute. So yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong here. They shipped him to L.A., which is very easy to fall in love with, with the expectation that they'll just bring him back to Boston a year from now.
0: I've <laughs> seen – it's not like – I've seen a lot of Boston Pete writers slash Jared Carabas on Twitter, some other people, alluding to the fact that that might be a possibility. That Man, want to him
1: to Detroit or something. I mean, he's not going <laughs> to so, fall in love with Detroit.
0: <laughs> so dumb. Oh. <laughs> I am on the boat of pay the man. I think it's so dumb to trade for prospects if you're not going to sign a guy that literally grew up in your system and became the best baseball player in baseball outside of the generational talent that's rotting away in Anaheim and Mike Trout. Like, I think it's so dumb if you're going to be like, yeah, let's trade for prospects. What's the point if you develop them to be the best at their position to not not pay them? Like, that's so dumb in theory. Yeah, Bizarre. Uh, yeah, whatever. This ownership group has given us four World Series, so I can't complain too, too much. But... It's annoying at best. That yeah. story dominated the headlines. And then we've got the MLB introducing changes today that people are losing their ever-loving minds over. Yeah, they are. They are. It's, it's around mostly the playoff changes. They want to move it to seven teams. And I guess the other thing that people are losing their minds off of is allowing the higher seed to pick the team they play. I think the seven teams is too many teams. I do like the amount of teams right now. It, it makes it really cutthroat to get in. Mm-hmm. I don't hate the picking your team, though. I kind of think that was cool. I'm be I think, the only one on the planet.
1: <laughs> I don't, like, hate it. I don't love it. I think it's interesting, and I think it could make a great storyline, because then it's like, oh, these fuckers think that they can beat us, so they picked us, and it would be hilarious to see the team that was picked, you know, beat the share out of the team that picked them. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, it adds, like, drama, which, you know, who 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 doesn't like a little drama in sports? It's just very different. It's It seems so, like... It seems like such a non-baseball thing to do because baseball is so like historic and you know like don't flip your bat you know <laughs> like I mean so it's so it's bizarre that baseball is doing this. It seems more like an NBA move, um, but yes. I don't hate it. I mean,
0: sure. <laughs> I, what do you have to lose at this point, baseball? Like, like, what in the world do you have to lose? You're not. You are still a primary four sport, but you're. I would argue towards the bottom of that list. I mean, the oh, yeah. playoffs. Like, opening day, still awesome in America. Like, people get excited for that. I get excited for it just because it's opening day. And then once it's 162, 64 games, like, I don't really care until after the All-Star break. Because I've seen teams be towards the bottom of their division, and then after the All-Star break, rip it off and make the playoffs. Like, it just doesn't. The season's so long. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The arguments I've been seeing is like, well, every game matters because it's five teams right now. No, it doesn't. Like, the argument against adding seven teams. Get out of here. It does not. (laughs) No. Yeah, I think people are just losing their minds. I don't hate – I thought it would be interesting because either the format stays the same with teams picking the team and they just pick the lowest seed. Or everybody's always saying like baseball is a thinking sport. It's a strategic sport. What's more strategic than allowing the top seed who then earned it by playing the season? The regular season still means something because that would be a pretty valuable thing to then choose whichever team they think they match up best against. I don't hate it. (laughs) I I don't hate it. But I don't hate it as much as everybody else does. Yeah, I think it's cool. Yeah, that's enough baseball talk for now. It's not even (laughs) – spring training hasn't even opened. We'll bring
1: baseball talk back in three months.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Basketball, though. We got the all-star break coming up here. Mm -hmm. You are an NBA man. I am trying – I'm trying so hard to get back into like just sports in general outside of football. It's a tough adjustment. It is. I'll let you say what you want to say on this, but I got one question for you. Oh yeah. Post All Star break, I had this theory based on the trade deadline. I think the dark horse in the East is now the Miami Heat.
1: I don't hate that. I I don't hate that. Um, it'll be tough because Milwaukee is insane. Yeah, um, I don't Milwaukee's know if they're gonna, gonna...
0: win it, but
1: Compete. it's not a bad it's not a bad for a dark horse team at all. I mean, they're really talented. I mean, they got Jimmy buckets and then they got Iggy. Um, they they have a weirdly like like really like strong team that you wouldn't realize that that's down there in Miami. Um, but it'd be tough for them to beat Milwaukee. And I know Philly's struggling, but Philly is just such a stacked team that uh, it'd be, the thing with the top seeds in the East, in my opinion, um, especially Milwaukee, um, Toronto, kind of definitely Philly is they don't have like a go-to scorer. I know Giannis can score 30 a game. I get that. But if you need a bucket, do you really want him taking the shot? He can't shoot. Yeah. You go to Philly, who's going to take your shot? You're not going to give it to Ben Simmons. (laughs) You're probably not going to give it to Embiid because he's a big man, and you generally don't give the ball to your big man because they can get fouled, and there should be a no-call. It's really weird. And then you have Toronto. I guess you're going to give it to Kyle Lowry, but there's just... On the East, the top teams don't have a go-to scorer, which is very strange. Where you look at the West, I mean, okay, you get the ball to LeBron. You give it yeah. to James Harden. You give it to Paul George or Kawhi Leonard. It's just – it's a very weird NBA season, and I actually really like it because I have no clue who's going to win. I think it will be one of the L.A. teams, but I have no clue. And I also – I don't hate your Miami call. I don't at all. I mean, Jimmy Butler is my favorite player in the NBA. He's nuts. I love – I actually really like the fiery NBA players. They're my favorite by far. Like, yep. Jimmy buckets, Ru- Russell Westbrook. I like the guys that are just a little like nuts. Um.
0: <laughs> but oh God.
1: No, you're good. You're good. You go. I
0: was saying the best story about Jimmy Butts to this day that I immediately was like, yep, he's my now favorite player in the NBA is when he showed up to practice and took the second squad dudes beat the first squad. It was like fuck off, scrubs. <laughs> like... And he's yelling at all the coaches. <laughs> my favorite story in the history of NBA. <laughs> it's one of the
1: greatest stories ever everyone's just <laughs> looking at him like he's a complete lunatic no one knows what no one knows like what to do no one knows what to say oh. and like a week later there's like, all right we're trading him he's fucking crazy <laughs> <laughs> he, he he's scaring carlo anthony towns we're we getting him out of here
0: <laughs> just took the second string guys and just beat him he's like screw it I, give the worst players in the roster right now oh be-. yeah your
1: ass. Yes. I also loved how um as soon as he was traded to Miami, Miami immediately traded Hassan Whiteside. They're just like Hassan Whiteside can he's too goofy. He cannot play with Jimmy Butler. Get him out. <laughs> 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 Jimmy is the best. He's so intense. I love him. Yep. Um they just have a good team and they have Tyler Hero who's just shooting the lights out of the ball. Duncan Robinson shoots the lights out of the ball. Um I can't think of the damn white point Bam guard. Or whatever. Oh uh, Bam how- plays well. Um, are you looking at the roster right now? yeah oh, dragic. that's yep. what i'm picking up dragic he's an awesome six man miami's a very very solid team and i'm not surprised pat riley always builds good teams
0: mm-hmm. it was only a matter of time but yeah i like them yeah. to compete they got yeah. kelly olinick which is just goofy for me not saying he's a stud or anything he's just always
1: goofy. He plays hard
0: yeah yeah i like him i got a soft spot for the time he was in uh the celtics i oh, was yeah. just gonna say does it all run through the west again this year because Everybody was, I think it was last year or two years ago, we were all talking about, oh, the East is finally catching up. The East is finally yeah, getting right. there. I mean, I just the, in the small amount I've watched, it does not seem like the East is getting there. It's
1: unlikely. I mean, I think everything is going to go through Milwaukee. However, I'm not 100% sure Milwaukee is going to go all the way, so it, really, it probably won't even matter. For the most part, yeah, I, I think the two LA teams are just the most stacked teams
0: in the NBA where the killers are i mean they've got absolute killers on those also talk about uh what's his face marcus morris the clippers just snagging him because the lakers didn't i mean i heard the lakers were afraid of him going there and wanting him just for that sole reason and the clippers still got him.
1: (laughs) such a good move by the clippers and the lakers really could have used him because i mean after lebron and uh anthony davis eh, i mean the lakers are okay i mean rondo is just not who he used to be dwight howard is actually playing better than he probably appears to be playing dwight howard's actually had a pretty decent Mm -hmm. impact on that team but i mean they have like kyle kuzma who's a good player but you need every team needs a dog and marcus morris is a dog you don't want to mess with him
0: (laughs) always have yeah Um, me too He's another fiery guy. You need oh, yeah. a fiery player. The NBA might be so- softer than what it used to be, but there are still guys out there that you want them in the lineup because they inject that fire and that attitude that yeah. pushes you over the hump, to be honest. like That is still a rule that very much applies in basketball today. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's why when Shaq called him beat soft, it was hilarious because it's like he should be your guy and that's fucking fiery down low. And Shaq's out here. Was it Shaq or was it Charles? Which one was calling him soft?
1: It I think Shaq. I think it was Shaq. Pretty yeah, sure it was Shaq. It was Shaq.
0: Well, yeah, was it was, about- no, it was definitely
1: Shaq. One hundred percent. Yeah, it's
0: definitely so. And the fucking uh, the trade is coming back to bite him because Lonzo isn't he balling out down in New Orleans now?
1: Lonzo plays. Lonzo's playing pretty well. I mean, I I get and I don't get why they got rid of Lonzo. Um, I mean, they got they've gotten rid of a lot of good players. I mean, they got yeah. I know I know he was. Brandon super Ingram's immature but yeah brandon ingram but i mean before that they got rid of d'angelo russell who's a very good player um <laughs> i've heard i've heard he acts like a 14 year old so maybe that was part of the reason um yeah. but they've shipped out some really good point guards
0: yeah <laughs> i was gonna say there's some talent that they have moved on from mm-hmm. um yeah i was i was just looking at the east real quick because i was like you're right on all these rosters like i don't know no South one's California, terrifying
1: so- me at the end of a game
0: yeah, and Kemba
1: Celtics.
0: Maybe. Kemba was the one I was thinking to, but they've been so banged up. Like I don't know if they're gonna really be able to put it together. Kemba's the one guy in the whole East that I would say maybe, but it's it's tough. That's not. It doesn't look great just looking at it. Like I don't know where that. I don't think the East is. I don't think it runs through the East anytime soon in the next couple years, unless I don't know. Maybe the pe- be, I don't know the Pelicans are in the West. Never mind. I don't, West, know, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you do there. Tough. <laughs> I mean.
1: Because Milwaukee – I mean, Milwaukee has Giannis and Chris Middleton. But Chris – when it comes down to it, I mean, they have Giannis. That's it. <laughs> yeah. They okay. have Bledsoe. Nice, Bledsoe's nice, nice. a good player. But it's still – that's Giannis and Giannis's team only.
0: Yeah. Very true. Well, we'll see what happens. The All-Star break is this week. I'll start tuning in after the All-Star break because then I can actually – there is a noticeable different, I think, post-All-Star break.
1: Yeah. If, maybe
0: not every night where they're going hard, but they're – they're trying at least night Because there are some nights when you turn it on oh. before All-Star break, and it's like, why did they even bother coming? No. Why did they you bother you, getting dressed?
1: <laughs> you, you can't. I mean, it's impossible to, especially on spreads in the NBA. Because, I mean, there'll be one game where, you know, the Clippers will be in Houston, and they'll try. And they'll have a game the next, the next day in Atlanta, and they'll lose to Atlanta by eight. And it's just like, and the spread will be like, clippers by 11 and you'll just be so confused so nba i'm an over-under guy pretty much only unless it is a prime time like abc game then you know the boys are gonna actually play
0: yeah prime time or like a big time like rivalry in the fact that like oh there's some bad blood between these two guys yeah there's like a two guys
1: two. sixers game like yes. yeah then you know <laughs> they're gonna try
0: yep um that's all i really got you got anything else to before we wrap this up not really i don't know much did you catch the ufc fight at all this weekend
1: um i did not i know it went five rounds i know that as in the, the jones fight but i haven't yes. heard much about it i heard that it wasn't that convincing
0: it was not which yeah. i don't know so the scoring i don't have people out here like oh, right it's got robbed you're out of your ever loving mind like there was no robbery here yeah. um I thought it went 1-2 Reyes and then 3-4-5 Jones. Three was the round in question for me. There was an official that gave it 4-1 Jones. That man is out of his mind or win or whoever that is. Like, that person is crazy. In no world did Jones win four rounds. Yeah. Um, but he did clearly put it on in the championship rounds, I thought, and I thought Reyes did very well. I can't tell if it's the, the competition is finally catching up to Jones mm-hmm. or if he's starting to slip a little. Because there's no question Jones is arguably one of the best fighters ever. I think he is. I'd say he is. <laughs> Probably the best fighter. I, yeah. You could maybe make an argument for Silva in his prime or Ooh, maybe yeah. GSP. Like, there are mm. arguments where I'd be like, yeah, okay. Like I'm not stuck one way or the other. But, I mean, Jones has been so dominant from such a young age. Just murking people. But this is now the third fight in recent times. Like the Gustinson fight, he caught him. I thought Santos gave him a really good fight, and he didn't have a knee. (laughs) Like, his left knee was gone, and he was still throwing it. And I thought this fight, Reyes very much fought a very good fight. I don't know if Jones is starting to slip because at some point he's eventually – it's just like with every sport, especially in a combat sport, as you get older, the more you're in it, the more tape there is on you. It just becomes harder, so I'd really like him to jump to heavyweight sooner than later if he's going to make the jump. He talked about fighting Stipe, which I think would be awesome – but yeah, I don't. I think people are insane if they thought it was a robbery. That was really the big takeaway I got. Like, it was an awesome fight. It was a close fight. I think you could give that third round to either one of them. But I'm not overly upset that Jones won, and I yeah, don't people, like
1: Jones. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, there's not a ton to like about Jones other than his yeah. in-ring performance. Fighter, so, yeah, yeah, his in-ring performance is nice, but outside of that, he hasn't made the best decisions. He also seems to partake in steroids a little bit. Um, <laughs> so that always kind of taints it for me with John yep. Jones. Um, but, man, what an athletic family.
0: <laughs> Insanely athletic. I mean, my God. <laughs> the Jones family, that is – there are families out there. I, The bloodlines in some family have got to be so strong. You can say that with, like, the Bosa family, the, the Bosa, Matthews yeah. family, the Long family, the Jones family. It's like, good Fuller. night, people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it would be interesting. I'm excited. I want, like I said, I want Jones to jump to heavyweight. He mentioned it this week about being interested in maybe fighting Stipe. I think that would be awesome. At this point, if you want, I think he's already considered the greatest, but we are in that now since Connor did it and subsequent fighters after that have done it, holding yeah. two belts at one time is now sort of the standard. So if yeah. you're the best, go get to you your two belts. But it is, it's incredible how long he's been able to do it and just work. Oh, yeah. the of like it, it's not the best division in the UFC right now, but it's still filled with killers at that weight class.
1: Well, yeah, I mean it's just crazy that all the personal shit that Jon Jones has gone through, yeah. he still really never lost a fight. <laughs> no,
0: he's never really like there are a couple where it's been close. Yeah, but he's it's never been in doubt that he has been one of the best fighters, and now is the convert. I think I have him as my number one. But like like I said, Silva, you could easily talk me into probably Silva his prime, oh yeah, dude. Fighter of all time. Oh, my God. Uh, but it is the longevity of it is incredible. Yeah. It is, it's nuts,
1: it is, it's absurd. Agreed,
0: yep. All right, that's all I had really had. As always, peace.
1: Nice, nice. We're just a couple of professionals, we can just chatter away through
0: it. I was gonna say, that was beautiful. Just making really a show out of nothing, <laughs> nothing at
1: all. <laughs>